All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Tuesday, June 14th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, this summer movie season is here. We've got a new champ at the top. And uh, I think we got to get it right into this Palau because there's there's so much to talk about from what happened this weekend. All right. So let's do this top 10 Palau. Number one, Jurassic World Dominion, $145 million in its first frame. Number two, Top Gun Maverick made $51.8 million, down only 42%. It lost 489 theaters. It is at... $395 million in its third frame. Number three, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness made $5.2 million, down 43%. It lost 420 theaters. It's at $398.1 million in its sixth weekend. Number four, The Bad Guys made $2.5 million, down 24%. Lost 456 theaters. It's at 91 $0.8 million in its eighth weekend. Number five, the Bob's Burgers movie, $2.4 million, down 47%. It lost 820 theaters. It's at $27.2 million in its third weekend. Number six, Downton Abbey, A New Era, made $1.7 million, down 45%. It lost 1,460 theaters. It is at $40 million in its fourth frame. Number seven, Everything Everywhere All at Once made $1.2 million, down 37%. No theater change. It is at $63 million in its 12th weekend. Number eight, Firestarter made $833,000, a increase of 733%. With losing 193 theaters, its total gross is $9.2 million in its fifth weekend. Number nine, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made $750,000 down 56%. It lost 1,025 theaters. It's at $189.8 million in its 10th weekend. And rounding out the top 10, a newbie, Anti-Sundariniki made $621,000 at 350 theaters in its first weekend. That is your top 10. What a top 10. So many stories there. And, you know, just falling out of the top 10 for the first time since it came out, number 11. Let's just one more time just say its name. The Lost City came in number 11. It's up to $104 million dollars. What an incredible run for that yeah, movie. Yeah, so, so it's just just at the tip of 105, which I think it's going to – that's pretty much going to be it for it at that point, maybe maybe 106. But that's great for The Lost City. We speak your name. So, I mean, looking at this top ten, obviously the big story that we'll talk about all episodes, Jurassic World at number one. I mean, I guess a couple of – other things here i mean the bob's burgers movie at number five being at 27 million it's gonna get over 30 million in the next week or couple of weeks i gotta say that's one that overall has overperformed my expectations i guess that brand was stronger than i gave it credit for 
And I think what that movie shows is there is a hunger, maybe not a deep-seated hunger, but there is some hunger for comedy films at the box office. You know, like that is the 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 niche that Bob's Burger movie has been filling these last three weeks is at least just a a ninety minute comedy in the movie theater, which we you know I mean Lost World made a hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lost City made over a hundred million dollars. You know there there is still a little bit of a hankering for uh, for having a laugh at the movie theater. And that's what Bob's Burger movie is, is saying to me. I, I mean, I think this is uh, an indication that more cartoon films, uh, quote unquote, adult, I don't, I don't want to call this like an adult cartoon because it's not, but it is. It it's is not a, Fritz the Cat. That's what, when no, you say no. adult cartoons, everyone in the audience thinks Fritz the Cat. Absolutely, and and that's not what I mean. I mean the Simpsons, the Family Guys, the Bob's mm-hmm. Burgers, those kind of sitcoms that are for families. Those, mm-hmm. I think, those kind of uh, you know, those kind of things. There, you're 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 seeing that, but you're also seeing just like in general more. And I think I've talked about this, and we've talked about this off the podcast that we're going to there's going to be more cartoons that are going to do well mm-hmm. and not just for kids and not yes. in the Pixar sense right it's like right when you see these movies that come out and do Baffa Bobo for a couple weekends or the anime movies you're just going to see more cartoons in general being watched by adults because there's a generation below us that were weaned on adult swim and watching anime and all this stuff. So it's no longer just going to be looked at as kids stuff. Right. And it's right. not going to be Pixar movies that have like deep meanings. It's going to be it's going to be just cartoon people fighting each other. Right. Right. I I do think that the Bob's Burger movie getting eventually over 30 million, maybe flirting with 35, maybe 40, who knows. I do think that that will be a harbinger for someday there being a family guy, the movie, you know, I think that Seth MacFarlane is watching this Bob's burger movie and seeing a brand with way less name value than family guy, you know, maybe less value than American dad, probably more than the Cleveland show. But Seth MacFarlane is looking at the performance of the Bob's burger movie and starting to think cha-ching, starting to see dollar signs in his eyes, starting to see that he could put out a Family Guy the movie, and that'll make not Baffa, but Baffa Bobo for a comedy, you know, because I think that's a movie that if, if that ever came out is making multiples of what a Bob's Burger movie does. So I, I think that's that's someone who's got their eye on this box office result, someone who's listening to the B.O. boys to hear what the Bob's Burger movie is doing. Because yeah. Family Guy the movie, I think that's something that would make some cash someday. And even more so, we won't get into this more uh, too deeply because uh, it's a little bit tangential. But th- when I'm talking about animation being the future and the way to go, we have had conversations about the Harry Potter franchise now that mm-hmm. the Fantastic Beasts are DOA. 
that the way forward is animated films with the original Harry Potter characters voiced by the original cast. And that is the way forward with that franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I do think that that happens in the future. I know the Warner Bros are listening and right. they're definitely going to perk up when they hear that because that is the wave of the future, uh, quote unquote, adult animation, not Fritz the Cat. Right, right. Is going to be a new wave. And if Harry Potter can catch that wave, then that's going to be a whole a whole new avenue for like billion dollar babies. Yep, yep, yeah. But not Fritz the Cat. The, no one should be taking the Bob's Burger movie box office as a as a uh, sign that there needs to be a new Fritz the Cat in theaters. That is not the lesson here. No. Um, and the bad guys. Just another. I don't want to talk about the movie. bad guys. I mean, it's ninety one it, million dollars. I'm saying that's doing well. I'm just quickly going through and. Uh, Doctor Strange is about to get over four hundred million dollars. So those are the the all the sub stories here in the top ten. Are you ready to get into the big? Well, story? it's not all the sub stories. I can't believe you didn't mention Firestarter. That's right. So fire and good thing you mentioned this because I was called out on Twitter that the Bo Boys have to talk about this Firestarter at number eight made eight hundred thirty three thousand dollars. Like you said, up seven hundred thirty three percent here. So, Clayton, do you want to tell everyone what happened? Why is this bomb of a movie that came out five weeks ago fallen out of the top ten? Why did it suddenly have a big jump this week? Double feature with Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. So it's right. double featured in the drive-in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, and the thing with double features is I'm not sure if they're just exclusively drive-ins. But that's where normally you see such a thing. Mm-hmm. And it just just shows you a dead movie. Firestarter was dead. It was out. There was not even ember burning, it felt no. like. It and was then, on Peacock. That's how that's how out it was. Well, it started out on Peacock, so it was already a, right. it was already a, a you know, like not really a going concern. But you know, the fact that this went up seven hundred and thirty three percent is an indication that this is the kind of thing that these companies do and they should do. They should do more of it. Yeah, it's a I mean, listen, it's an accounting trick. You know, it's 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 a not a scam, but but uh it, it's it's definitely it's definitely a trick. And I think that shows a respect for the power of the box office when these companies are doing these accounting tricks to try and goose the final box office tallies of their movies. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know that if we could pull this little trick, sneak Firestarter into double features with Jurassic World, so people are paying to see Jurassic World and they're obviously walking out before Firestarter ever mm-hmm. starts. No, none of these people who bought tickets to the double feature are watching Firestarter. No. But Firestarter is getting to goose its final box office because Universal knows, these studios know that that matters. That people, they don't just check Rotten Tomatoes or reviews when they're deciding whether to watch a movie on a streamer or on VOD. They check the box office. So, you know, if Mm -hmm. you get Firestarter's final tally up to 10 million, there's more of a chance that someone's going to watch that on Peacock three months from now. Yeah. 
And and I love that. I love seeing the respect for what box office means. So I'm all for these tricks. I'm all for these scams. You know, let them goose these numbers because it just shows that the power of the box office means something to these studios. Yeah. So that's the story with Firestarter. Now, before we get to Jurassic World, I do think we do have to mention Top Gun Maverick and its 42% drop, which is still spectacular, making $51 million in its third weekend. And this is even more spectacular because it would have dropped way less Mm -hmm. if it still had IMAXs and other large screen premium experiences available to it obviously we've talked about this previously jurassic world took over all of those and then same thing's going to happen to jurassic world next weekend with Lightyear. so it just plays to what we've been talking about especially in the wake of top gun maverick and what a phenomena that was on large format screens or premium formatted screens that these theaters need to build more they need to yeah. build more. There needs to be yeah. more outlets for this. Top Gun will probably get some of the screens back after Jurassic World and Lightyear. I mean, you're definitely going to see a bump in this. But the fact that this thing dropped 42, which is spectacular in a third weekend, and the fact that there was a possibility it could have dropped way less. Yes. If it still had upsetting. IMAX screens. Yeah. leaving any sort of money on the table at this point for theatrical is disappointing. And it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily, I don't want to put the blame squarely on them because they just a year ago or a year and a half ago were thinking we may never open back up again. So the investment in more 40Xs did not seem like anything they'd be worried about at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we are looking at a resurgence in theater going. We saw Jurassic World Dominion being able to be critic proof. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, everybody was calling 125 for this thing before preview numbers were coming in. And it ended up going to 145. Yeah. And that's because it's there's strength in theatrical and there's strength in those premium formats. Yeah. And, and that is what theatrical is now. You know, at the top, it is movies that are going to require the premium format screens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this will not be the last time. You know, this is not a blip this week where you have a phenomenon like Maverick playing well on playing well, playing historically well on all these large format screens. And then you have another giant movie that requires those same screens. This is going to happen over and over and over again. Listen, we're looking at a fall in which Avatar is going to is set to open up what within a week of Aquaman. You mm. know, that is happening. That is happening people. You know, these movie theater uh owners that are listening right now, that is coming. It is it is the the science is in on this yes, everyone. Yes. The science is in. Avatar and Aquaman will be requiring the same IMAX screens, the same RPX screens, the same 4DX screens. The the science is in. It's undeniable. You you can't stick your head in the sand and pretend we're not going to have Avatar and Aquaman fighting for the same IMAX screens. 
You could you could deny it all you want. You know, you could be a, a premium screen denier. It does not change the science of what is going to happen, not 30 years from now, not 100 years from now, but five months from now, mm-hmm. you know, five or six months from now, Avatar and Aquaman will be opening at the same time and they will not have enough IMAX screens. So you could either put your head in the sand and, and be there when the the IMAX screens collapse or above you, or you could get to work right now and fix the problem. Come together. You know, NATO needs to come together and fix this problem. The National Association of Theater Owners need to get together and and take their heads out of the sand and and fix this, or else an entire population of moviegoers are going to suffer. Uh, a, a terrible future unless this problem is fixed. Maverick and Jurassic World is not a blip. It's not an anomaly. It is a warning for what the future holds. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff, Pat. Uh, I totally agree. This is the tip of the spear. So they mm-hmm. definitely do need to do something about that. But let's let's celebrate. Let's celebrate now. Let's talk about Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. Like I said, 145, so that's 3 million under the last movie, which opened to 148 in 2018. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And there was a lot of people poo-pooing this movie. I think we were kind of not on... I mean, I went on a high end with my estimate because I was... I was thinking the Maverick bump would bring this thing to around 155. It ended mm-hmm. up at 145. But I think this was higher than we anybody reasonably thought it was going to do. Well, I mean, I'm going to give it up right now. If, if you listen to our uh, weekend preview show uh, that dropped right before Jurassic World came out last, what, Thursday night, Friday morning, we had a special guest, David Thompson of the podcast Cinema Spending. He was on mic with us predicting what the opening weekend of Jurassic World Dominion would be. I went 135. Clayton, you went 155. David Thompson of Cinema Spending, he nailed it. He said 145. He completely, on the money, nailed the opening weekend of this movie. So first and foremost... Giving it up to David Thompson. Everyone listens to Cinema Spending. That man proved his bona fides right on air this week. He nailed it. 145. And this movie doing basically what Fallen Kingdom did, uh, uh, was that, four years ago, 2018? That is a gigantic win. Because it felt like the steam had been out on the series. And instead, the steam was basically in the same spot. There was as much steam now as there was four years ago, which in my book, that's a big win. Well, so here's an interesting thing about Jurassic World, and I had mentioned this previously when I think we were talking about what this box office was going to be. It makes what David Thompson did, I think, so much more just impressive because these this is a hard movie to judge because... It ended up having 58, I think it was like walk-up, the, the, the amount of walk-ups 
that came and bought tickets mm-hmm. and, and, and without booking them online early mm-hmm. was about like 58% or something crazy. Wow. So this is these movies are not driven by the internet. They're driven by actual ham and eggers, actual earth dogs, yeah. actual plain billies. Yeah. Uh who who come and say I'm just going to go to the theater and buy a ticket. They don't mess around with Fandango now. They don't mess around with A-list. They don't mess around with any of that stuff. They come, they get a paper ticket, they go in, they enjoy it, they go home. And yeah. I think that's one of the things with that's why it's hard because all of these prognosticators they all look at these pre-sales. Mm-hmm. And extrapolate mm-hmm. from there, and a and a movie like Jurassic World has so many people just walking up and saying one for Jurassic World Dominion or three for Jurassic World Dominion or two, depending on how large your family is. Right, right. They're they're saying, give me a ticket to the dinosaur movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even know what's tight. Give me a ticket to the dinosaur movie, and this is an audience that. They're not buying tickets ahead of time because they didn't know when they were going to be free to see this until the moment they were free. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an audience that shift is over at work. I got some free time, you know, or, or maybe it's my kid is, uh, uh, is you know, I was able to find someone to watch this kid last minute. And now I got a couple of hours to myself. And the way I want to use it is I want to see the dinosaur movie. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's an audience that is hard to track because they don't even know their schedule until the last minute. Never mind the box office prognosticators. So it's a, yeah. it's a tricky audience to keep track of, but it's a powerful audience for sure. And that stat that so many people were walk up uh, ticket buyers to this movie. I think is such a great stat for the health of the box office because that is traditionally the way in which people went to see movies is not because they had a plan it out a month ago because they got to see this one particular brand, but people would go to the movies because I want to see what's playing at the movies. I feel like seeing a movie right now. You know, that's mm-hmm. what that means when someone buys a ticket walk up, obviously these people wanted to see uh, the dinosaur movie, but to a larger extent, they knew they had some free time and they wanted to just go see a movie. And that was the big movie that was playing. And theaters are going to need that kind of business to come back to be as healthy as they used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I just am confirming this 58% walk up business wow. ticket purchased day of. So wow. that's huge. This movie also got, because we, we occasionally talk about cinema score. This movie got an A minus, which is great, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel I feel like everybody who thinks this movie is going to tank next weekend because you have Lightyear and and other reasons, and it was so critically maligned. An A minus cinema score is great, and yep. that means that people like this movie, and that means that they're going to tell other people to see this movie. So I think a lot of the bad buzz about how you know and we 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 fed into it we you know we were receptive to it the chris pratt being not a as as big of a star as he used to be 
the just it 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 felt like there was there was some fatigue and it turns out that's not true so it was all just kind of internet speak and it didn't matter because 58% of people that walked up to this theater uh, to see Dominion probably weren't worried about the reviews or the tweets or any of that stuff. Right, right. I mean, I think the Chris Pratt factor is that he is just a non-factor, you know. It's the dinosaurs that matter. It's the dinosaurs that matter. If Chris Pratt had been, had over the years become a bigger star or a more beloved draw, then maybe he's the factor that makes this go higher than what the last movie did. You know, uh-huh. that, that, but the fact that his star has waned doesn't lessen the amount of people that want to see it. I think he's just not a factor in turning this into a sensation like a maverick, you know, the mm-hmm. way obviously Tom Cruise turns something big into something historic. You know, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt is just there and that's fine. It's not hurting his pocketbook. That's for sure. And I guess the legacy characters uh, maybe did something. But again, the thing with that is that I think the dinos are the stars of the story. Yeah. I, I, it really like kids want to see dinosaurs. And that's the long and the short of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, the 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 success of this opening weekend and I haven't seen the film, though. I, I, I do feel like I need to see it this week because it's such a box office story. So I will see this film before the next episode. But I, I think this movie had been marketed as an, the end of a Jurassic era. You know, this was the end of this trilogy. This is the end of the story for all of these legacy characters. But it is clear this cannot be the end for the dinos. Universal no. would be out of their minds to put these dinos on ice. These dinos are uh, capital M, capital S movie stars, and they are going to need to get another vehicle for these dinosaurs in production ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll figure it out. You know, uh, I think... I think Jurassic, to me, is the most important word in this franchise. So it's a little surprising that the marketing has gone so heavy on the end of the Jurassic era. You know, I would have just gone, this marks the end of the world, and then you could get world out of the title going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But listen, maybe you just going forward just lead with the, the star and you call it Dinosaur Movie. Though, of course, dinosaurs from Pixar was such a historic bomb. So I don't know, but, you know, the good dinosaur. dinosaur, That was the good dinosaur. Right, right. Yeah, so there's a little bit of tainting to that word, but the dinosaurs are movie stars, so uh, they're going to have to keep this franchise going. It's, 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 It's one of the biggest IPs that there is in movies. Yeah, so just looking here at demos... Males, 56%, which mm. is like, I mean, that's not nuts. It's not overly male skewing. Mm-hmm. The majority were over 25 at 56%. And then 18 to 34 were, it was 46% of 18 to 34. So that's good. I mean, this obviously played well with younger people. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, IMAX 
and PLFs, which are premium large formats, and all other enhanced formats drove 35% of the weekend's ticket sales. So IMAX, IMAX's 400 auditoriums claimed 8% of the gross, or $12.3 million. So looking at that, and let's say that Maverick still had availability on these IMAX screens. And since it's in its, what, third weekend at this point, maybe it doesn't make $12.3 million. But let's, let's just be uh, really conservative and half that. Okay. So then that's an extra $6 million that could have been added to Top Gun's already spectacular $51 million third weekend. So then we're right. looking at 57, 58 for mm-hmm. this. I mean, it's just, you know, we're, we're banging this drum. And the reason we're banging this drum is because sometimes you have to bang a drum loudly and incessantly for right. someone to be like, is someone drumming? Yep. Yep. Because people want to ignore drums. You know, mm-hmm. that is, that is uh, you know, just a fact of humanity. You don't want to hear drums, but if a drum is loud enough, you can't ignore it. And we yeah. will be that drum when it comes to building more uh, large format screens in movie theaters. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The good thing is Jurassic World and the dinos, they didn't waste those IMAXs. You know, there's a movie, it, it would have been a real... Uh, disaster if Jurassic World had come in and way overperformed and you've got empty IMAXs and empty, you know, half empty 40X uh, screening rooms because people didn't want to see the dinos and instead Maverick would have filled those rooms. So at least the dinos filled those rooms. There needed to be more rooms so that Maverick could fill other ones. But mm-hmm. at least the dinos came in. And, you know, listen, I'm sure Tom Cruise is, He's upset that he lost those screens. That's a man who doesn't want to lose uh, any battle. But he yeah. he's also someone who loves theatrical. So I think he's tipping his cap to the dinos this weekend. You know, he's glad the dinos at least filled his IMAX screens. Yeah, I mean, it's bringing people back to the theaters, and that's what he wants. He loves theatrical. He loves to go to the theater. I mean, I think that's that's just... Uh, what he's been, the drum he's been beating. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is hypothetical, but you mentioned in your prediction that you thought Dinos would do so well because of Maverick bringing people back to the theater and getting excitement up for the theater. And even though Jurassic World Dominion didn't open up to the 155 you predicted, I do think that was a factor in why it hit 145 and why it did so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think if the release dates were flip-flopped and Jurassic World opened before Maverick, I do think World could have made less money because Maverick brought people back in who then went to see World. But yeah. if Maverick hadn't opened yet, there would have been a lot of potential moviegoers who had not been brought back yet. So Jurassic World definitely benefits from coming out two weeks after Maverick brought so many, especially oldsters, back to the movie theater. Yeah, I mean, people got, people, there's so many, I know stories 
of people just that I know that have gone to these large premium formats and they'd never done it before and they did mm-hmm. it for Maverick and that would make them more likely to do it for other films because it, it not to be coarse uh, and crass, but it broke their cherry. It, it broke right. their cherry. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously we'll be following the story in weeks to come. Jurassic World is set to be one of the biggest movies of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, probably won't be the biggest domestic movie of the summer. I think we could safely say that now, but yeah. it's going to, it's going to be up there. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be something that probably plays really strong for weeks, if not months to come, because the dinos are just movie stars and the dinos are summer. You know, that's yeah. the thing about these dinos is I don't think there's ever been a Jurassic movie that has opened other than May through August. They are such a summer franchise, right? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the original was a big summer movie. Uh, Lost World was summer. Even Jurassic Park 3, which was kind of like a toss-off, was an August release. And then all the world movies have opened May or June. So this is like the prototypical summer blockbuster are these dino movies. And interesting, this is like an interesting little statistic talking about how many people actually saw this movie because we talk about money. We're the B.O. boys. Mm-hmm. And we talk right. about uh, uh, Mucho De Niro. We talk mm-hmm. about Bafa Bobo. But there is something about admissions that we we never really talk about. But this movie, Dominion, was the fourth had the fourth best admissions for a major studio movie opening during the pandemic. This is what Anthony D'Alessandro is saying. Mm-hmm. That I guess we're still. I mean, we still are technically in the pandemic, but just not in the deep, deep darkness of it, right? Right, right, but, right. So Spider-Man No Way Home had 20.6 million people see it in the first weekend. Doctor Strange had 14 million. And Top Gun had 11.6 million. Dominion only had 10.8 million. Mm. So when you talk mm. about how many people actually went and saw this film, Maverick actually in its first weekend had more people go see it as compared to Dominion, even though Dominion made more money in its first weekend. Interesting. Interesting. So, because we had this conversation a little bit with with our uh, Brandon Gray when we were talking about the Maverick versus Pirates situation. That, that, That whole kerfluffle that happened over Memorial Day weekend. Which, when you're talking about money, is one thing. But when you're talking about people who actually saw the movie, Admissions, it's a different thing. Where Pirates probably had more people pay to see that movie than mm-hmm. Maverick, even though the money is different. You know, So right, right. it is one of those things. It's, I think it's easier for us to just go dollar to dollar. But it's interesting to look at Admissions and to see who actually, how many people actually saw this movie. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So, anything else we need to go over when it comes to Jurassic World Dominion, 
or Top Gun Maverick or I guess anything else in this weekend's top 10, Clayton? Is there anything that that we haven't touched on? Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is creeping up at 190, which will be a nice number to hit for that hedgehog. I'll tell you something, Pat. I'm sick of seeing these same faces. I'm sick of seeing the bad guys. I'm sick of seeing Downton Abbey. I'm sick of everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm sick of uh, Bob's Burgers, and it's only been three weekends. I was sick of Bob Burgers weekend one. Let's. I, I can't wait for this uh, summer movie season to heat up, and we're pushing these things down to the very, very bottom the, because the, 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 there may be a point where I'm just talking about top fives because I don't want to say the bad guys anymore. I don't want to mention everything everywhere all at once anymore. Firestarter, well, well, I can't believe that that name is still in my mouth. We really need to push some of these movies out of the top uh, five. Well, I mean, that's only going to happen when, uh, you know, because we, 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 we've cut the shit with the theaters and how they need to build more large format screens. But that's only going to happen when the studios release more movies at the box office. You know, Mm -hmm. like right now they're doing a good job of releasing big movies that are working for the most part. You know, these big, big releases are are things that people are taking to, they want to see, but the, the quantity is not there. You know, it's something Jeff Bach, has been bang. He's been banging the drum on this. Jeff Bach at Exhibit Relations Co. That yeah. studios are still not releasing enough product to, yeah. to fill out these theaters and give people choices and to give people like the Bo Boys something different to talk about. Once you get past the top handful of big new releases, you yeah. know. And I'll I'll throw this out there: something we've talked about, a movie we both watched on streaming in the last week. Adam Sandler's basketball drama Hustle dropped on mm-hmm. Netflix last week. And it was such a good, old-fashioned crowd pleaser of a movie. And that is a movie that really should have opened in theaters, wide release, the weekend between Top Gun Maverick and The Dinos. You know, that is the type of movie that the theaters need right now that they're not getting enough just movie star solid movies that don't that don't require the large format screens. You know, Hustle doesn't need to be in 40x, although I'd love to, you know, listen, I wouldn't be against feeling uh, my seat rumble when uh, the lead character slams down a big slam dunk you know that would be nice but i don't need it because Mm -mm. it's just a a great character drama yeah but that is the type of movie that could have come out hustle could have come out wide release with a real marketing campaign and open to you know 17 to 25 million dollars opening weekend but it never had that chance yeah, it's a shame, and you know we talked a little bit about how Knives Out Two may get an actual forty-five day window, which Netflix needs to do something to make their product just resonate with with right. just the culture. Something other than Stranger Things needs to break through in a big way, and 
I mean, they have this, and you know, we don't want to belabor this because we kind of want to get out on on this episode quickly. But there's a movie coming out this next weekend called Spiderhead, and it is starring Chrissy Hemi mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Rooster from mm-hmm. Maverick, mm-hmm. directed by the same director as Maverick, mm-hmm. Kaczynski. Yep, Joseph Kaczynski. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody is anticipating it. And what the fuck? Because it is a a hundred plus million dollar budgeted movie, I'm sure, because it's fucking Netflix. Yeah. They can't control their budgets over there. And that is what's completely wrong with Netflix, is that this movie with a hot director a star that could be getting hot right now and Chrissy right. Hemi. Right. And I mean, you've got Miles Teller and Chrissy Hemi with a movie that's releasing in between Miles Teller and Top Gun Maverick, the biggest movie of the year, and Chrissy Hemi with a Thor movie coming out in about three, four weeks. So mm-hmm. the idea that this Spiderhead movie that stars both of them is not going to be in movie theaters, is getting zero, zero promotion. That is mind-boggling, especially when you look at what's out in movie theaters. And again, people are going to these movies, but it's the same movies that that stay in there week after week after week when Mm -hmm. something like Spiderhead could easily be the big new release of a weekend. Or be... Yes. I mean... God forbid there was a weekend in which two big movies opened up and did well. I mean, remember there used to be days uh, uh, where that would happen. But Mm -hmm. it can't happen if these studios don't release enough movies into the movie theater. Yeah. And listen, obviously Netflix is, is the big problem in the sense that they make these big movies like Hustle, like Spiderhead, and then they don't allow them into your AMCs, your Regals. They don't put them in 4,000 movie theaters where, honestly, they they are desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're needed. So Netflix is going to have to come to some agreement with the theaters, and the theaters are going to put them over the barrel. Yes. And yes. The, ther- the theaters are going to put them over the barrel. Yes. And I, I, you know, I want to see it. I want to see the theaters be able to put someone over the barrel for once. Yes. Um, so you listen, I think the the takeaway is like things continue to get better at the movie theaters. Obviously, these big, big movies that have been coming out have for the most part been working. You know, you've got your Morbiuses, which get rejected, but that's healthy to mm-hmm. have a, a few big movies get rejected because they're so bad and so unwanted. But yeah. now the next phase needs to be upping the quantity, having some hustle-level movies be sprinkled into the release schedule along with your dinos and your Marvel superheroes and your Mavericks. Absolutely. All right. Well, so we'll be back on Thursday to talk Lightyear and predictions for that. But, Pat, before that, where can they Mm -hmm. email us? Email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. I mean, we love getting your emails. We've been reading a lot of emails on these end-of-week weekend preview episodes. Uh, I will highlight something we got from 
Danny over at I Screen, You Scream for Movies, who did see the Jurassic World Dominion movie. He, of course, is a youngster. He saw Jurassic World, said, I thought it wasn't near the best or being good, but I'd say it was a decent 7 out of 10. Doesn't best the others, but I had a great fun time watching the dinosaurs on the big screen, just like the good old days from the MonsterVerse movies. So there you go, a quote from Danny, a youngster who, in the end, the dinos gave him what he wanted. I think that's the story of these dinos. So thank you for that email, Danny. Everyone listen to Ice Screen, You Scream for Movies, and email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And uh, I don't think there's anything left to say, Pat. No. Except until next time. We'll smell you at the bar.